All right, I'm calling all introverts, all shy people, all the people that want to sit in the back of the room and not be caught on. Is that you? Are you there? Hello? Hello? Are you shy? Because I want to let you know that you can still be shy and get clients. If you think because you're afraid to talk, afraid to share yourself, afraid to sell is the reason why you're not getting clients or that you're not posting enough or not posting the right stuff on social media and you're just a shy one, you can still get clients. Because what I don't want is I don't want your beautiful art and your beautiful talent to not be seen on all the people that it can be seen on and shared with because you're afraid to talk about yourself. I have been super duper shy in my life. If you've heard any of my stories before, you know, uh, I wasn't really allowed to talk in my household. If there was any talking, beatings would ensue. So there was a paddle that said children should be seen and not heard. So talking was danger to me, right? I was scared to death. I would throw up if I had to do an oral book report. I would stay home. Then, you know, in business and, and school, I would leave jobs because I had to talk. But now look, here I am, you know, rambling and really sharing what I've learned and contributing and helping you here on a podcast. I've had a radio show, I've been on TV, I've stood on stages where there's 800 or more people speaking, and I can really command the presence of a room and command the, the, the energy of a room and the attention and know that I'm actually sharing and not as paralyzed with fear from before. So it is true, you can still get clients even though you're shy, and I'm going to show you how, so let's get into it. Are you a beauty professional who's a self-proclaimed artist and product junkie, yet lacks in the business and marketing aspect of your businesses? Each episode of All Things Nausea, I'll deliver creative solutions for creative people, sharing with you fun tips and tricks and business basics to deliver the best to your business, to yourself, and to your customers. In essence, I want to help you run your business so your business isn't running you. Okay, so the title of this podcast is If You Are in Chaos, So Is Your Business. So I am an expert on this because I've learned about myself. So a couple ways you can see if you're in chaos, because you might just think this is just the way I'm living, because that's how I was living. I didn't know until someone pointed it out to me. But um, ways that you can see if people are in chaos and kind of living with a deprivation mentality is you can check and look around the inside of your car. How's it looking? Is there all kind of stuff strewn about? And I live in L.A. Everyone has their office and stuff in L.A. It could be organized. You can have an organized trunk. You can have stuff in your car and be organized. But you know if you look in your car if it's chaos or not, right? Look in the inside of your purse. How's that doing? I was having those big purses looking and had a big green apple one time and a shoe. Like, how is your purse? I, I got out of this. It took a long time, but I got out of it by every Sunday. I made a note and every Sunday I cleaned out my purse, right? I got all the gum wrappers out. I organized it again. Then I got, it got, you know, screwy again by Thursday and then didn't matter because Sunday I'm going to organize it. 
it can't just be this one big swift fall like okay i'm gonna be out of chaos now and my purse is gonna be great and all my bills and all that no it's these little tiny things daily maintenance every sunday every thursday grow grocery shopping like have some sort of system so some of the ways that your um business may be operating in a chaotic stance is top top dog right here is if i ask you the question how much did you make last week in services how much did you make last month in services how much do you normally make what are your expenses and you don't have an answer most people do not have an answer of how much they made that means that your business is in chaos because you're not keeping track of what is coming in what money is coming in and then what money is going out now when i ask people what are your expenses usually people have a little some kind of answer when i say income they're like oh yeah i, I don't really know right but if i ask about the expenses people do have answers but it's a real ballpark roundabout answer you know uh i think it's like about 800 uh, it's like 60 for this service and that's like you got to get really clear if you're running a business you want to know down to the penny what is coming in and what is going out so i have a workshop for that it's called boardroom beauties it's a monthly workshop that's in person with me you know online video to video or there's also a replay at learn.najanailguru.com that replay is about three hours and it goes over the simple ways that us artists can keep track of our income and outgo and it's about making a commitment and it's about doing it within the minute because you probably tried well i try i keep all my receipts i did that too i had all kind of trying systems and they just didn't work until i started to really listen to a coach and then it worked and having the accountability of checking in weekly so i would have envelopes stuffed to the brim full of receipts and then what <laughs> do you know what i'm saying it's like yeah yeah i don't want i don't want to do it at the time i'll do it on sunday so i tried the, the every week method to enter it that didn't work for me i was like oh, i don't want to then if it goes four weeks now i want this whole stuffed up thing of receipts or going through my banking statement it just doesn't work it's better to do it at the moment so if you need help with that you know get with me email me dm me find the replay on learn.najanailguru.com Okay, another way that your business is probably operating in chaos is if you don't have any type of marketing plan whatsoever, traditional marketing or digital marketing, right? It doesn't mean that you need to meet with someone like me or anyone else and we work out a whole marketing plan for the month or a whole marketing plan for the year. That would be really good because it's going to save you time. I can get it down to where you're posting, you spend 15 or 20 minutes a day doing your whole social media life, right? But it's it that's like second phase. That's that's important if you're at that place, but first you want to have an actual marketing plan. And we're usually loosey-goosey where people don't know a who they are, b what they have to offer, and c where and how to tell people. So that's really important. If you don't have an elevator pitch like when I say, "Oh, what do you do?" Like, even if I, I mean, you say, oh, I'm in the beauty industry. Oh, great. What do you do? And I need to hear something dynamic about nails, something dynamic about hair, something dynamic about makeup. If you just say, oh, I do hair, that's not enough for, for a client to be intrigued. Millions of people do hair on every, um, you know, every block in America, 
you know, city block, there's going to be seven to eight nail salons, a couple barbershops on the same block. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there, there's enough to go around, but just saying, oh, I cut hair. I do nails. Is it enough? So you need to have an actual elevator pitch, three to five to six sentence thing of what you say that really highlights it and entices. That's the important part, entices the people to come in. So I can help you with that if you don't have that, because if you don't have that, there's no possible way. And I don't do many guarantees. All the stuff I offer that you purchase from me, I give a money back guarantee because I guarantee that, that they work if you implement them. But I don't work so much in these guarantees. But if you don't have an elevator pitch or don't know what to say beyond I do nails, then most likely it's a guarantee you won't be able to make it in this business. So you want to you wanna be able to work that out. And then you want to say, well, where do I get clients? Why well, post stuff, but I just don't get clients. You have to have a strategic posting plan. What are you posting? Why and how? And at the end of the post, does it tell the people how to book with you? Do they have to DM you? Is, does it even say where you do services at up in your bio? You know, you have to have that. And then you need to know where to go and market people. So that's a little bit on the business tip, right? And, and I can help you with all those things. Now, I want to go back a little bit to my chaos so that you can know that this is doable. If I can do this, you can do this. I lived in utter chaos. We never had a drop of food in the refrigerator. We didn't have any food in the cupboards. The cupboards was for, filled with dirty magazines. I lived in a very chaotic, it would almost be like, look like a crack den house, but my parents didn't do drugs or drink. They were just mentally ill. So when I first got my own salon, I did not know what I was doing. I was taking money out of the drawer, you know, the cash register just to go, you know, go to the movies. I didn't know what or how. I had no rhyme or reason. I was having sex in my salon after hours, drinking. I was just an absolute mess. I was like, oh, this is my second apartment, you know. So I didn't have any real schedule. I didn't have any real systems. Does that sound familiar? Every day... It, you know, you're acting like every day is a crisis and every day is a surprise. So I'm going to get into that in a moment. But the thing about not having a real schedule. Now, in the beginning of me doing nails and opening a salon, I said yes to everything, everything. Anyone wants an appointment at any time of the day or where I'm saying yes, because I need to build up this clientele. After a certain point, you want to be able to have working hours. Now, the salon is open 11 to 7 right? The salon is open 11 to 7. That means the first appointment's at 11. I was doing stuff on the hour or 90 minutes. So the last appointment's at 6 p.m. because we close it at 7. If someone calls us, oh, I don't really get off till 6. I can get there at 7.15 or I can get there at 7.30. Would that work? Or, or you know, someone else calls, I'm an early morning bird. Can you do it at 6? Can you do it at 8? The answer is if I'm not busy and I need the money and I'm trying to build a clientele, the answer is yes, I can do it. But it's not going to be at the same price because I have these working hours. Do you see? That's why it's important. I have 11 to 7. So if you'd like me to come in at 8 a.m. to accommodate your appointment or you want me to come in at 8 p.m. to accommodate your appointment or stay until 10 p.m. to accommodate your appointment, I will. And there'll be an after-hour fee. That's exactly how you say it. You'll say, oh, but there's going to be an after-hour fee. Is that okay? That's not how you speak in business. You actually just say, you know, our hours are 11 to 7, so the last appointment's at 6, but I do really want to accommodate you and have you try out my services. If you can be out, be here at 8, I'd love to do your service, and there's an after-hour fee of $15. And you quiet. You don't say, is that okay? Would that be okay? Or do you want, you know, you can kind of finish it off, like, do you want to come at 8? 
but that's why you want to have working hours that helps with structure and helps with your chaos so see if this sounds familiar okay now lots of people in the dm are, are like telling me oh i want to take your classes but you know something suddenly came up with my transmission and i have to take care of that or i want to take you know i want to take your class but unfortunately something happened with my fridge now i have to buy one so i have to wait to get with you like that's fine i'm not pressing but what you need to get to at least have in your mind if you're not living like this and you might be halfway there and you might be all the way where i was in chaos where it's like i could never even imagine to have a thousand dollars in the bank do you know what i mean like or ten thousand dollars in the bank or, or anything in the bank like i don't even have enough to make these bills <laughs> so if you're like that i totally get it i've lived that life and i i will help you right so keep listening get with me here's the thing you have to get in your mind that you wouldn't say suddenly something came up suddenly something went wrong with the car suddenly you know my fridge broke suddenly the crown and my tooth broke and now i have a thousand dollar bill so i can't get your stuff you don't want to live like that right you're living like that now i was living like that now you have to work your way up into first before even talking about any kind of savings or they call it like a contingency plan like having three to six money three to six months of money stashed away for these quote-unquote life crises and life emergencies and surprises that's not your savings account right for a while that was what i had but i still didn't consider i had a savings because that's just to help out with oh the transmission did go oh the fridge went something happened with my ankle or something like that right before even talking about saving up that money so that you're not because not having that you're bound to live in chaos because then what happens you want to take this 50 dollars class from me Oop, the transmission went. What a surprise. It's $600. You don't have the money. Now you can't drive your car. Now you got to figure out how to get this money and put everything else on hold. But the thing is, mentally, we have to understand and you really have to get it that you would never say, oh, suddenly happened or something came up. No, you want to say life happened. Something goes wrong with the transmission in your car. That should not be a crisis. It was for me. But I'm saying, you know, this is like a grandma speaking. It shouldn't be in the long run, right? It shouldn't be a crisis. It shouldn't set you back so much. And you definitely, after listening to this podcast, should not be surprised. And you should help other people when they say stuff like this. Oh, my e-file broke, you know, so now I'm in crisis. I got to get that, you know. You want to operate like an adult and operate like a business person. So you would have a little bit of money set aside, a thousand or two, if a $600 problem does happen with your car or your tire blew out and now you need to get it. If you really start to add up what you were doing when you're spending, you know, spending, going out and drinking alcohol, um, all your dinners, all the, all the Starbucks, all that could have been $400 in your account so that you wouldn't have to feel like, oh man, something went. So you don't want to be devastated when these kind of things happen moving forward. It took me about a 10 year chunk to get out of all that. So don't think it's, you know, it could happen overnight if you're deep in chaos and if it's just a little bit but it's important start to tune your ears when people say oh yeah you know suddenly something happened or something came up and i you know i gotta do this it's like what came up was life and it's going to continue to come up your life you don't you want to set your life up so that it's not a complete crisis that your microwave breaks and you're like oh man i gotta like get the 50 dollars for this and that 50 dollars was supposed to be for my light bill but i get it you know what i'm saying so just let's work on that all right now the next thing is how do we how do we get there right first you got to get out of chaos and trauma 
is what creates this pattern of chaos, right? For, for a while, I could see that staying real busy and always having like a project to kind of do or a way to save the day, like, oh, like, you know, you're, you put your, you get yourself in this bind, but then you work yourself out of it and that makes you feel good about yourself. And that also doesn't leave any room or time because you're always solving this new little problem that you have, this new little life problem to be able to settle and actually feel your feelings, right? Some kind of pain from the past or, you know, recent future or recent, um, recent past, like that kind of stuff. Like it's to like, when I started to get quiet and out of chaos, I was like, well, there's a lot of stuff coming up here now of like, <laughs> you know, so you just want to simply observe, simply, simply observe yourself and watch your movements and your moments. If you're always the one rushing, rushing out the door every day, day in and day out, rushing, then being mad because somebody's slow in front of you, like you got to design your life. So it's a little bit more meditative because that's living chaotically. And that's how road rage happens. That's how something happens where you get out of the car and someone wants to punch you or you do punch someone because you're stressed that you were running late. But why are you always running late and never never can just drive calm, right? So it's that's that's really important, right? You want to actually you won't be able to get to the smooth success that you actually want that you're actually dreaming of, like, okay, I have clients, this is when I do my social media, this is when I do that, if you're not able to keep or maintain any kind of stillness and non-chaos. So this week, what I want you to do is just every move that you do, just see, is this chaotic or non-chaotic? Am I, is this in chaos or non-chaos? And then you can even move it more to like, because the coach that was training me, it was maybe two years later, I was giving him a ride somewhere, and I'm I'm like, I'm out of chaos. You know what I'm saying? I'm all happy. And he was in the back seat and he was like, um, like I like I wasn't in the perfect lane of my traffic lane, right? It was like seemed like I was swaying a bit or something. And he just said, This the first thing of, of driving and the only thing of driving is safety. That's it. And you have to have no chaos in your life whatsoever. And this is chaotic going over the lane like this or doing these wide turns. And I was like, wow, every like now we're getting to like a real precise nitty gritty thing. So I hope that this helped. And I hope that, you know, you can for as long as it takes, if it's three days, three weeks, two years, just is look at your room. Is this chaos or non-chaos? And it's going to be a daily maintenance. It's not like, oh, well, that's just how I am. If you really truly want to get out of chaos, you can, because I was able to do it. So start with this one, make your bed daily period. Make your bed. Otherwise, look at it every time it's unmade and just say chaos. Two, make a make a, a note if you do have this purse problem that you clean out your purse every Sunday or every Friday night, whatever it is. When you're watching TV, drinking your coffee, you take everything out, throw the stuff away that you don't need and get it back in there. Because that those two things really reset my life. And then the car, that took me a while. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, once a month I'll wash this thing. But I try to keep it where there's a little trash bag in there. So I always have the trash and I bring that out. So try to put that on the weekly or every two week schedule. So start with those three things. And then if you're having trouble or it's non-existent of, are you keeping your numbers, your income, are you keeping your expenses? Get with me or take the already pre-recorded workshop that's at learn.najanailguru.com. Because in my opinion, not only are you in chaos if you don't have 
this information of how much do you make and how much do you spend within your business, you really don't even have a business. Your business is non-existent if you don't have an, a ledger that tells me how much you made last month and how much you spent. So I hope that helps. Like always, if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions about topics that you'd like me to speak about on this podcast, don't be shy. Reach out to me on Instagram, my email, nausea.zone at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Ciao.